You're listening to another episode of The Zag. Eric Soap here. Excited to be joined by an inaugural board member of the NLC San Antonio class in 2016, Andrew Solano's here. We'll catch up with him, see how life in Texas is going during the lockdown, but also talk about some really important COVID information that he'll share with us about mental health and mental health awareness. You don't want to miss it. Let's get to it. All right, Andrew, before we talk about some of the, the mental health things that I'm glad you're, you're bringing to the fore here, uh, I think I've caught up with you since the primaries, and I know you were working with a candidate pretty closely. Give folks a scoop on who you were working for and what that experience was like. Yeah, sure. Uh, Eric, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, I don't think we've seen each other since, I guess, summer of last year in <laughs> right. L.A. Um, I got to see you there at, when I was working for Senator Elizabeth Warren. And um, it just what an experience. Um, I got to travel the country on the senator's advance team. Um, and actually, uh, that was an NLC connection. Uh, Brentia Berry, um, who's a good, dear friend of mine, um, who worked here in San Antonio with me for city, uh, with city council, um, was working with the senator uh, back in 2018 and asked if I wanted to get involved. I jumped at the opportunity. And the next thing you know, I was quitting my job here, going on the road full time and uh, getting to uh, to really mix in my NLC uh, connections in the cities that we were in. And it was great to see you, even if it was just a little bit from the stage. Um, but what an event in LA, uh, seven or 8,000 people. It was one of my favorites uh, that I can remember. Yeah. And then uh, I know you can't necessarily make a prediction on this and might not even have any ins- insider info more than anybody else would have, but any thoughts on what Elizabeth Warren's future holds? Will she stay in the Senate? Will she end up in something else? What are your best to get this so far? Well, obviously, I'm, I'm a little biased, but uh, I'd love to see the senator as the VP selection. Uh, I just, you know, honestly can't think of anyone who has a better um, record, um, especially with the plans and especially now during a time of COVID. Um, it, it's really unfortunate that, um, you know, she she got out of the race. And, um, you know, but I think uh, obviously you're going to get behind, um, you know, our candidate here and do everything that we can for, for Joe Biden and hope that he selects uh, Warren. But if not, I know that she's going to continue to do great things in the Senate. She's been leading on covert efforts right now, and we're glad to have her. Yeah. Well, so and continue to talk about COVID. I know you wanted to share uh, some important resources or, or thoughts, at least on mental health, and it's impacting so many folks since the lockdown started and for the upcoming months, if yeah. not even longer, it'll be a real issue as well. What kind of things do you want to share with people? Yeah. Well, so for me, it's, it's a personal story, right? Um, you know, back in 2017, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people can relate. Um, you know, I'm in my early thirties and I'm just living life, uh, not a care in the world really. And, um, you know, part of the generation, I think that we termed ourselves during the Affordable Care Act as as the generation, um, you know, just who didn't think they needed to go to the doctor, the invincibles, right? And um, and so I didn't really, you know, think too much of all that. And and one day um, in the summer of that year, um, thought I might be having a heart attack or something. Um, It was just something that I I hadn't ever felt before. Um, Long story short, uh, I went to the ER with my wife and it turned out um, that there wasn't anything they could find. I, my, my heart was fine. And uh, it turned out it was it was most likely anxiety. And um, it was something that I just, again, wasn't familiar with and really scared me. And uh, it, it took a while um, for me. Um, but eventually I sought, um, you know, help through a therapist. 
and um, it has been one of the best decisions that I've made. I tell people if um, if they haven't gone to a therapist, it's much like going to the gym, uh, but for your mind, right? And as important as you treat your body, um, you have to do the same for your mind. And so I, I think that everyone uh, should have a therapist. Um, and uh, I, I think that was something that also drew me to Senator Warren's healthcare plans was um, a lot of the discussion and implementation of mental health um, in there. And, and so that led me to start looking more into it. And there really is a stigma uh, around mental health for everyone, uh, but especially for for men. Um, and I think LGBTQ as well, but uh, specifically for men, um, you know, I, I think right now it's important to talk about it, to break the stigma. Um, we're actually in May, which is the um, uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. And uh, someone that I've really um, didn't really cheer on uh, on the basketball court, um, but certainly in his work uh, to end the stigma around mental health awareness um, is Kevin Love. Um, he had a story a few years back that really, um, you know, I related to where he thought he was having a heart attack um, on the court one time. And it turned out, same thing, nothing was wrong with him. It was an anxiety attack. And for those of you who haven't had one, uh, be thankful. But it, it, it mimics a lot of the same um, you know, characteristics um, that a heart attack might. And so it's scary. And uh, again, I think I've been a lot more open uh, in the past year or so talking about my struggles. Um, and then again, right now in the time of COVID, uh, I think mental health is probably the most important because we're isolated. Um, and unless you, you are taking steps to, to take care of yourself and practice things that you can do that I've learned during therapy, um, it can be a really challenging time right now. Yeah. So what I wanted to ask you, and it kind of ties into the Elizabeth Warren piece too, with Medicare for all and, and health insurance and having that access to therapy being so important, you know, as we're seeing the, the, the flaws laid bare of why employer-based health insurance uh, really is not a good plan or good idea as unemployment skyrockets, skyrockets. What what kind of advice would you give to folks who, who may be sort of losing the outlet that they'll they'll have to seek out a therapist? Are there other avenues that they can pursue to take you up on this uh, advice to really think about mental health as something that you got to prioritize? Yeah, I mean, I think absolutely. Um, for me, again, I'm, I'm blessed to, to have health care. Um, you know, I actually go through the exchange still because I don't take it through my current workplace. Um, but with the senator, uh, because our, our team and the senator practice what we preach, um, you know, it was a blessing then to be on the campaign and have uh, health care um, that we didn't pay for. And we had some of the best care. And I was able to continue my therapy through that. Um, but there was a time for about a month and a half when I didn't have insurance prior to my new job. And um, yeah, it was scary because you kind of get into a rhythm and you're seeing your therapist and it's, again, going to the gym, it, it's part of it. And um, and so for those who don't have health care, and, and like you said, Liam Bear, um, a, a lot of the inadequacies of our current healthcare model is, is that mental health isn't something that you can just get right um, and you still have to pay um, for it. So in lieu of that, I think a lot of people, what I, I've practiced and um, and tell others about a lot is mindfulness, right? Um, and there's a lot of books, there's a lot of uh, podcasts on it. You can look it up on YouTube um, and it's different for, I think for everybody, but for me, it's really helped to kind of center myself and to prioritize and to take some me time. And I think it's, it's uh, you know, super cliche, I know, but uh, a lot of what I've told my friends and family is that um, something I've learned in, in therapy is 
Um, it's like when you're on an airplane and they give you the announcements about if something were to go wrong, they tell you to put your oxygen mask on first. And I never really paid too much attention to that because I couldn't really relate. Um, but it really is true. And I think a lot of scenarios where if you can't take care of yourself, then you can't be expected to take care of others and be present for your friends and your family and your coworkers. And so you got to put the oxygen mask on yourself in order to be helped to anyone else. And so for me, that's what I feel like therapy is. Um, working out um, really helps me as well. Um, it gets those endorphins uh, pumping through the system, um, trying to eat better. Um, but really, again, I think if I could give anyone advice, one piece of advice was, was really take the time to take care of yourself and whatever you do that makes you happy. It sounds selfish, but in the end, you'll be a lot better friend and loved one to your, your friends and family um, if you just take the time to take care of yourself. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more with Andrew about NLC life. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Zag. We'll be back. Yeah, Andrew, last thing, you know, we started the recruitment push for the 2021 fellows. It's even hard to imagine uh, what next Friday is like, let alone next January. But we are still trying to find the right folks for next year. What do you feel like... Uh, people who are considering the program should think about if it's going to be a good fit for them to do NLC Institute in January 21. Yeah, I, I think right now um, what what NLC has brought to me is, is a family, right? Uh, uh, nationwide of uh, folks. I talked a little bit during my time with Warren on the road where I was, you know, it was really helped to ground me. Um, you know, you're, you're not seeing your friends and family on the road a lot uh, away from my wife. Um, but it was really nice to know that whether I was in Miami or LA or Chicago um, or in the Midwest, right? Um, my NLC family in, in Des Moines, that I always had a place to stay, that I always had someone to talk to, to call for help if I needed it. Um, and so that's what I would share is that, uh, especially right now when a lot of us are isolated, we're looking uh, to get involved. Um, I, I think NLC, you couldn't ask for a better opportunity there. Um, don't know exactly what it's going to look like, right? Like you said earlier, it's hard to know what next Friday is going to look like, let alone January. Uh, but what I can tell you, Will, is that whatever NLC looks like, uh, whether it's virtual or whether it's in person, um, is that you're going to connect with some of your lifelong friends for a good cause, right? For a progressive cause. Um, and we need that right now more than ever, especially as we approach this this presidential cycle uh, and all the other up and down ballot races throughout the country. Yeah, well said. Listen, thanks so much for all you've done for NLC. And thanks everyone for listening to this episode of The Zag. Make sure to catch all episodes that have dropped in the last couple of weeks. We have a good mix of Teacher Appreciation Week stories, which we heard last week celebrating all our educators, but also a ton of episodes featuring folks on the front lines of covid and making sure that everyone is connected to very valuable resources like we talked about on this one. Check those out, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, they're all there. And until next time, we'll catch you soon.